Uh, hi, everybody. This is Aaron. Um, I rarely do like disclaimers before the show because like, we really don't ever need them, or at least I really feel that they have the need for them. You know, I mean, you signed on, you know what you're going to get with the show. But this week's uh, going to be a little different. We're not talking about nerdy and geeky stuff, not even the more serious side of the nerdy, geeky stuff. Um, that didn't feel right, but we still wanted to talk because that's what we do. Uh, so we invited my friend, our friend on, um, Sean Wynn. You've seen him. He's been on the show a few times. Uh, I used to work with him, comic book shops. So we've had many of a, a, we, a lot of inside jokes when it comes to Sean and I, when it comes to our, our comic book slinging days. Um, but, uh, yeah, we just wanted to chat, get stuff off our chests. Um, there's probably going to be stuff that will annoy some of you. Um, doesn't stop it from feeling true to those who, who see it uh, or feel it. So take that as you will. Um, I would hope you don't skip this week. But um, yeah, I guess this is your warning uh, if you want to. Although uh, hopefully you don't. Um, there's not a, lot of, not a lot of preaching or whatnot in this episode. Just a lot of, uh, hey, we just need to get things out of our mind and heart and put it on a microphone. Uh, anyway, yeah, there's not going to be any fun intro and outro music. No, no. Yeah, there just isn't. So um, I still hope you enjoy it. I think it's still it's a, a good, valid conversation. Uh, we'll get back to nerdy stuff soon. I promise. It's what we do. But uh, yep, had to had to had to say this one. So uh I hope you enjoy as best as you can. Uh, hello, everyone. It's uh, Aaron Duran. This is Geek in the City, issue 551. Uh, I'm here with my co-host. Bean. <laughs> uh, Cable can't make it. He's, uh, he's, doing, he's doing busy work. So Cable was not able to join tonight. Uh, but we've got our friend Sean Wynn hanging out with us tonight. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. Yeah. yeah, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. My pleasure. I mean, normally we have you on for like way more fun stuff. Like yeah, yeah, shows so- and anime and action figures and shit. I don't even like toys. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, that would be insane. Uh, uh, you know, a minute ago you made a comment about that I need more. And what you're saying behind me, uh, I don't know if you noticed, it's empty spots. It's because I've sold some. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. You just wanted to rotate them out? Yeah, I mean, times are changing. My styles, my taste is changing. I'm, I'm broke. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It's going around. I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. It's yeah. as if no one has a job. Yeah. So speaking of which, uh, we, so we debated having a show today, and we decided that the only – the only way we should have a show is if we weren't just going to do what we usually do and just sort of like dick around and talk about comic books and make dick jokes. Right. Don't make, I don't think we no, make all do. that. We, we do. Oh, right. it's not, it's not even just me. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It's fair. Um, but, uh, but we did find someone who would maybe want to talk about, specifically what's going on this week on top of what's been going on all year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't even know where to start. 
I don't I think, mean, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. Well, I was going to say, like, you know, I listen to you guys all the time, and, like, I, I would not expect you to just be able to just jump right into this because if you are feeling what I've been feeling, which I know that you are, um, you're doing the same thing that I'm doing where people go like, Hey, I'm, I'm checking in on you. Are you okay? Right. And the answer, you might say, yeah, or fine or whatever, but the real answer is, I don't know. Yeah. Like, and I, you know, and like Denise and I don't experience it, you know, the same way, you know, African-Americans in this country do. We've got our own things, but there's also like other shit that goes with that also. I mean, I like to say like we're kind of all into it together, but like also the other truth is that like Mexico's got a pretty shitty track record with how they treat black people too. Yeah. And even though once they get to America, we're still treated like crap, but you, you go down into Mexico and shit changes again, you know? That and is the whole, yeah. There's a, and there's a whole weird like historical precedent as to like why that happened. Um, and I'm not going to go into the show, but if you just do some digging, um, shocking, no one, it was the U S government the entire time. <laughs> like, like, you yeah, don't say, yeah, it was as if they had these two groups of people that had been op- oppressed and killed or whatever, and somehow actually got them to fight each other over tiny scraps while they just walked in and took it all. No, that sounds about right. Cause, and that's exactly what I've always, you know, any studies that I've, I've done, have led me back to that conclusion as well, because this actually has been a topic of discussion amongst my friends and I all week. And I, I actually even posted something about it uh, a couple of days ago about people of color solidarity and how it's not where I would, I would like the like it to be. Um, yeah. Like this, I said the speckles of it. Like there's definitely support. Like, like I, I know people like you are gonna that are that are gonna support me, and you know that when there's an issue dealing with your people, that I'm gonna be like, yeah, that's messed up, and like, what, what are we doing about it? You know. But I also see, especially when it comes to black folks, that like it feels like we're still at the bottom of the ladder sometimes because like people still having their mindset in some case, in some cases, like, well, at least we're not black. Like it's. <laughs> there, whether we like it or not, or even want to admit it or not, there is, there's definitely a, a cultural hierarchy. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and some, some cultures just get to be higher up on the, uh, on a higher rung than other people. Just yeah. because, I don't know, because they have more favorable stereotypes. Yeah, that, that makes sense, you know. Yeah. And honestly, the, the the reason this started is because a friend of mine went to Korea recently um, for business, and and he was he wasn't expecting the level of side eye that he got, <laughs> and like just kind of disdain for his appearance. Oh and, wow! And he was just going to go there and have happy fun times after his business concluded, and that was not the case. He he was straight up like told like, oh no, you can't come in here. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know. I honestly don't know how to start this off. How to how to talk about what's? Maybe we should just start with like, just kind of reiterating what the fuck is going on, <laughs> and right. not like some stuff out. But so I would say let's start at the beginning. But that's uh, like where do you which beginning? Um, 
but so yeah, so gold, this, gold this to run to molasses. That's kind of where you start. Mm, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> but this week, the original triangle. Yeah. Uh, back in the 1400s, no 1300s. Anyway. Um, so it's, it's been about a week, hasn't it? Week, week and a half. Since, since George week Floyd. And, yeah. Yeah. I, and yeah, not to be flippant, it's just times become so fucking yeah, meaningless. I'm, well, it's just been nonstop ever since then. And it, I, I think it took a couple days, uh, in which we can talk about why that was also, but uh, it took a couple days for things to really escalate. But roughly a week ago, a man by the name of George Floyd died in police custody uh, shortly after being pinned to the ground uh, by a police officer who was basically holding him by the knee at the neck. Yeah, he was, he was choking. For almost eight minutes. Yeah. Uh, and that was all caught on on video. And the most appalling thing is that it just, it went on for that long. Like even though people are watching, that's that's the level of impunity that that officer felt like he had and, and the, the officers that were with him cut to this person dies and yet still nothing happened. I think it took three, maybe four days before um, he was fired. I think, well, I think they all got fired within three or four days, but he has been the only one who's been arrested and charged. And and he has priors. Right. Yes, he has priors. That had to come out to later. Mm -hmm. So uh, the dismissal, then the firing, right? Then and then finally the charge, and that's I think that's what you were trying to hit on. Why it took so long? Yeah, yeah, and it, and that's that seems to be the trend. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I've watched a lot of different police procedurals in my life. Uh, I I do enjoy them last I checked although I really am starting to question things these days because one thing that I learned about police procedurals is that everyone is working behind the scenes to cushion the blow and put the spin on it as best as possible and like really mitigate as much fault as possible on the on the side of the of the law enforcement individuals and you know immediately comes out the the bandwagon, this parade of, you know, blue lives matter and just like the, the emphasis to remind a community that police officers are, are the people who protect us and are there to take care of our communities. But I mean, does anyone really feel that way? Nobody I know. No, I mean, not anymore. I guess like as a kid, I was, raised different you know but i think almost every kid goes through that couple of years where you're kind of told because you're because you're a kid so you want to believe the promise that if you are scared you go looking for the the batch like that will protect you um and i think depending on your at racial and, and background and your skin tone um that illusion fades away at a different time it's like the horrible version about uh, it. It's like the bizarro, like learning about Santa. Like, you know, you know, like it's like it's a bummer when you find out that Santa's not real, but that doesn't mean that like one day the ant like it's gonna kill you. Right. Yeah. No. No. Like it's like learning about Santa, but worse. Um, 
I don't think I actually learned that lesson. Like, I don't think he hit me until I was like 12. When I had my first like real police altercation that like, I got an inkling that something was fucked up here. And it was, uh, I had a crush on a girl, right? And so I couldn't, I had been to her house once and we were friends and hanging out and I was going to her neighborhood to try to like surprise her because she had been sick from school and I was going to bring her her homework. And you're 12, so you're also awkward as hell, as all 12-year-olds are. Right. So my dumbass couldn't remember the exact address, but I knew what the building looked like. So I spent like 15, 20 minutes just walking through like her neighborhood. Right. Like, I know it's over here somewhere. And then the next thing I know, uh, cops have pulled up on me and said that I fit the description of somebody casing the neighborhood for burglary. And they wanted to see, you know, what I was doing, what I was up to. And they took my school bag and they were like searching it to see like, like you have burglars tools in here. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't even, they have tools. Um, and then he just dumped my bag with all of my school books and homework right in the middle of the street. <laughs> and was just like, oh, I don't see anything here. All right, you can go. And then he got in his car and took off. Well, all my shit just flying around the street. And I was just like, that's not how police do things. Right. That's, it's that's not, not supposed how it's, to be. Yeah, you're like, wait a minute, that's not what they're supposed to do. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I didn't tell my mom. I didn't say nothing to my older brother because I was just kind of like, just in a shit mood after that, and I just went home. And when I finally told that story, it was when somebody explained to me what had just happened to me. So. Right. And and that in a fucked up way, you actually got lucky. Oh, I got lucky as fuck. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was I was definitely older, but uh, it was a it was a hell of an eye opening. I think I was like, I mean, I was, I I already was starting to build the 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 mistrust as it were, but I think I was like twenty or twenty one, and I worked at a, I worked at Lloyd Center, worked at that Suncoast there, mm. uh, but at the time, uh, because of school, myself, my then partner, and our roommate, like we lived in Lake Oswego, and it's you know, it's Christmas season and you all know retail. Yeah. You don't get out of that. Yeah. You don't get out of that mall until midnight after you do the cash drop and the store close and all that. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving this beater of a pickup truck. Cause that's all we can have. And I get pulled over in down quote, downtown Lake Oswego. Like first one cop wants to know what I'm doing. And I'm like, I'm coming home from work. What job closes at midnight? I'm like the mall it's, it's Christmas, man. And then one cop car became two cop cars. And then three cop cars. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then like all of them glaring at me, all of me, all of them also doing those loaded questions. Like, ah, you got a body in the trunk. Cause the minute you say yes, you just gave them cause, even though you think they're joking with you. Like the moment you go like, oh yeah, there's a dead body in there. All right. You just gave them probable cause to search fucking everything. And then like a fourth car shows up and the side of that car says like fucking captain or whatever. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm, I'm not going home tonight. I'm at least going to jail. And I don't know what happened. I got super lucky. The captain eventually like walked up to the car and said, uh, please go home. We're sorry. But I was on the you know, side of the road till one thirty in the morning. And uh, yeah, that, that fucked with me hard. I was like, I didn't, you know what? I just got done for making $10 an hour in the mall. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, how Selling... long did they have you out there? At least an hour. 
on the side of the road in Lake Oswego, at least an hour. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've never had anything like that. I don't know if I, I pass, um, you know, because I'm never in the sun or maybe it's the sound of my voice, but I, I've never, at least not by a, a law enforcement individual, I've never, I've never been harassed or misjudged in, in, a, in, in that sort of way. So I've never, and you know, growing up with immigrant parents, you don't end up being very political, I guess. I never really had any strong opinions one way or the other. Um, but I do remember being in my early 20s and being really annoyed uh, at white guys who are like, man, I hate the cops. What do you have to, what do you have a problem with exactly? They gave you a ticket. Are they going to shut down? For, they going to tell you to move laws. your, you're going to make it, make you move your tailgate party down the street? Yeah. He said, he said my engine, my muffler was too loud. You know, it's funny. It's, I think it's ironic that you haven't had the story considering you're a, you know, a criminal. Um, totally, totally. I mean, if they if they if they had looked at me, <laughs> we know better. You really, yeah. yeah. But you know, also, you better believe if something were to happen to you, someone would go digging in your past to make you the bad person. Oh, for sure. They'd find something that you did, yeah, like in the, or like when she served in the army, she did this. <laughs> she had it coming. Like we would all get that. Absolutely. If something happened to me, they'd be like, you know that Duran, like, let his, he let his truck get repoed, and he just gave up on his responsibility? Yeah. Whatever, whatever they can find. I mean, yeah. I guess the closest to, I have to that is, you know, I was once involved in an assault case, and they definitely tried to use a, like, well, she's done XYZ in the past, so we don't really believe that there was non-consent. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's the female equivalent, I guess. That's fucked up. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of one of the things that I, I want to try to get the point across. Like, Denise and I are never going to know, like, the shit that Sean goes through or any of our, any, any black person. They can tell us and we'll be like, that's fucked up. But, like, we can't, we can't live through that. You can't um, know what it feels like. Yeah. And yeah. not that, like, Sean's heart wouldn't go out to us. But, like, when, like, you know, Bean and I hear little brown kids, like, begging in Spanish to be let out of cages, like, that right. fucks us up. But also, like, I can empathize with a woman as much as possible, but I'm never truly going to understand what it's like to not be believed on something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess that's the point I've been trying to make with people in the past few days is, like, just just listen and believe them. Like, that's all right now. I mean, there's more stuff you could be doing, but I feel like that's one of the biggest steps right now. That's a good place to start. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, look how long, like, look, look what it took for the world to finally believe that this shit happens. And it's been happening for so long. Right. You know, and like, right now, I mean, I'm glad you brought it up. Like, the world reacted to, to Floyd, right, to this video, but there's like five other cases just in the same month right prior to that. And then not only that, the world, you, you know, you just said it still does not understand that there are children in cages. Right now. Right now. During yeah. a pandemic. Right. Yeah, and I can't even go into what I just read a few days ago. It'll just send me into a deeper rage. Oh, I read it too. I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. with the parents and yep. the choice they're given. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, 
I do wonder, and and this is just me like spitballing. We can change and shift around. There's no real order tonight. Um, I, I, I and this might be wholly incorrect, but like I, I am seeing more um, like white people at least beginning to acknowledge that there is a fucked up past and we have actually not moved beyond it like at all really. And this might just be a, because it's a pop culture show. So my interaction with people online are as a rule nerds of one way or another. Um, but and this could be super naive and narrow, but I, I wonder if the popularity of Watchmen on HBO and you've got, like a million plus white people watching that show and its show opens with like the fucking Tulsa bombing. And they're like, wait, this is like, this is from the comic, right? <laughs> people are like, no, 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 that's real life. And I, I wonder if some people would like, wait, what? And maybe if that subconsciously got the gears rolling and maybe I'm giving too much credit to a fucking show being able to at least plant the seed. No, you know, I actually talked to somebody, a, a white friend of mine today, about that very show and i was like because at first he was like oh you know i was thinking about watching it and i was like don't do it right now oh no <laughs> i'm like it's no i mean i want you to watch it and i want you to experience that but like you already messed up from what you've been witnessing here that's not the entertainment for you this very moment i want no. you to get the education but not at the expense of your sanity yeah uh, I'm, I'm actually watch- i, I I'm watched it, it for the first time this past week Ooh, how you doing yeah. I'm. Oh no, I'm fine. I it, honestly, it felt very appropriate. Yeah. Because uh, I think it. I don't. I don't know. Because it gives it more more weight because it makes it more relatable. If I mean for better or for worse, if if you're not actually a a person of color who has to deal with these kinds of issues all the time, every now and then it kind of goes out of your mind. Yeah. You know that's that's a fair point. I'm glad you said that. Um, I mean. You, I mean, it's the same thing as like constantly being stressed about everyone in the world getting sick and dying. You can't think about it constantly. It would break you down. Some people don't have that choice. But I think if, if you do have that option, your brain's going to be like, let's, let's move over here now. And, and maybe that's part of why more doesn't get done. I don't know. I mean, we've got a ton of escapism available anyway, and like, it's not just escapism for, like, what makes you feel sad. It could be straight up escapism from real life and real problems that don't even really affect you. Like, if you don't even take the time to learn about them, like, is it even a real a real thing to you? So yeah, right. Um, you know, I did want to uh, mention this because you know I've been on online all this whole time, and I've been out talking to people and. Um, obviously you touched on the fact that I'm a big toy nerd. Yes. And so one day I'm just going to hire you to do some mods for me. Cause I suck at it. Yeah. I just, dude, I'm not the best at it. I got a team of people. <laughs> like, I can't do this on my own, but um, whatever you'll get the money. But yeah, we got you. <laughs> uh, but you know, I follow a lot of toy pages and social media and all that. And let me tell you, uh, there are certain toy companies out there that have uh, participated in today's Blackout Tuesday, and the lashback they got was pretty high. Still, like uh, the last Hasbro, what? I, it kind of it broke up there. The last what? Oh, um, a lot of the uh, toy companies are uh, participated in 
Blackout Tuesday. And they posted about it, and they put it on their social media, and the la- the the feedback they got was pretty nasty and disgusting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the big one, the big one was Hasbro. You know, they're they make Power Rangers, Marvel Legends, Star Wars figures, Transformers. They got they have all the big licenses, and they decided to participate today. And a lot of their customers were like, "This is bullshit." Like, but. But why? Yeah, and that that goes to a conversation we've had before on this show, but maybe it requires being brought up. Like, I can't, I don't get how you could fucking grow up and be a fan of <clears throat> Star Wars or, yeah, Transformers or Power Rangers or any of these superheroes that you now collect the action figures of. Yeah. And then be offended about the company saying, like, you know what, maybe we should stand up and fight those who are being oppressed. They're like, oh, fuck you, identity politics. While they're like clamoring for a fucking Captain America figure, you know, <laughs> you know, the people that misunderstand Captain America just or just yeah, like in general. I mean, it's just the. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I maybe in the same way that like, um, you know, your brain is able to distract you. Uh, you know, people are able to to look at things only in a way that is self-serving. You can look at something, or you know, you you've said so yourself. Like a lot of people just aren't picking up on the message. They are just interested in the the kick punching and the cool costumes and superpowers yeah. without ever really absorbing a message. Yeah, I t- uh, this afternoon um, the official Star Trek Twitter that like just like at Star Trek or whatever. You know, they they joined the they joined the movement of all, and you know, I'm always dubious when corporations do it, but. You, you got to hope at least a couple people within the company legit believe it are going to try to fight for change. So, but in part of when the official Star Trek page posted that, they also showed like the five minute clip at the end of Far Beyond the Stars when Benny finds out that they pulped the issue because the captain is a colored man. See, if I talk about it, I'll start crying because that gets me every fucking time. But yeah. then I saw people complaining about like how dare you interject politics and racial issues into Star Trek, and I'm like, what? Hey, uh, that mind? episode is like 25 years old. Yeah. Right. Just, but the get... idea of Trek fans being like, you put racial politics into Star Trek, you're like, and they're like, how dare you? I'm like, where's your disconnect, man? Right. Like that's that's the whole point of Star Trek. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, sorry about the dog barking, if you can hear that. Uh, Sorry. Uh, We have that with cable too sometimes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, I, that was, I I, I was making that point to lead back to the pop culture, uh, statement that you made. And like, honestly, it sucks because like, I don't think we're safe there either. Like, I, you're right. As a, as a black man or a black person, period. I've got to deal with this on a whole bunch of levels. Like, obviously, out in the world, I'm going to get. I wake up black, and I wake up thinking, "Is today going to be my turn? Is today going to be the day?" Because at this point, at 40 years old, I have experienced enough to know that, and seen enough to know that it can happen to any of us. And I, and I really thought that I was crazy and para- like just being paranoid. But like, as you've seen, like, 
we can't be we can't be jogging or standing or walking or sleeping in our own beds or going to get you know candy like it doesn't fucking matter at this point right and so like no i'm not crazy like i'm seeing this over and over again so so then but then when you come to that realization that like oh shit no i'm not crazy these are real threats that just makes it that much worse because it's like oh shit these are real threats and now i'm just i'm constantly on guard well like the human the the human body was not meant to exist under a constant low-grade fight or flight no yeah and I, I think that, like, in this country, the, the, the darker your skin, the more you're feeling it. Like, that, that's just, I think that's, like, it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I want to run away to some things, you know, myself. I want to escape it. But, like, sometimes, even in those modes, like, I run the comics, but it's in comics. You know, it's subtle. And, like, you can see it in comics. It's subtle enough that there's some bullshit in there. You know, it's in the television programs for sure. Mm-hmm. And even some cartoons. Like, so, like, most days I find myself just, like, immersed in Steven Universe because I'm like, okay, well, here's one. <laughs> I'm going to be okay by watching Steven Which I still haven't seen. I need to watch it. Yeah. It's, I mean. That's a good one. It is. That makes me cry for different reasons. Yes. Right. I, was, I was trying to figure out, like, the best way to put that. But that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, it'll 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 still make you cry, but I I don't know, but in a in an uplifting way. Everything makes me cry, you know that. I know. Um, let's uh, actually, I want to kind of double back a little bit to uh, you know, we were talking about all of the different companies, uh, corporations that are participating in the blackout, either today or this whole week, depending on who you ask. Um, What's uh, how do you guys generally feel about that? Like, do you do you guys want you know Netflix to to be on blackout? Do you do you want to see corporate um, support, or is it really do do you see it more as one of those like, oh, well, you're just jumping on the bandwagon, but you're not actually doing anything about anything? You know what? Uh, Really quick, I would fucking believe Netflix more about their blackout if they didn't post that like an hour before they refused to renew the astronomy club for a second season. Yeah. By the way, if you people haven't, if folks haven't seen it, you're only going to get one season, but look at the astronomy club on Netflix. I feel bad because I only watched one episode so far. I kind of forgot about it, but it's so good. I woke Jen up. It was like one o'clock in the morning. I was a lot and she, she sleeps through a lot. I was laughing so hard. Couldn't breathe. Oh yeah. And I told everyone I told, I said, remember Living Color? And they're like, oh, yeah, I loved it. I said, okay, imagine the show that evolved from that. Yeah. That's, that's Astronomy Club. That's a really good way to put that. Yeah. I think I sent the, uh, there's a, a skit they do called Resting Creep Face. <laughs> <laughs> I sent that to like 80 people. Cause it's so <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a good one. Uh, oh, man, that's, that's uh, come on. Yeah. You Sorry, I didn't mean to add more. Uh, but I, I will say, I think Nickelodeon handled it well. Cause well Nickel- why? What did Nickelodeon do? Nickelodeon. Uh, Saw that. Yeah, go, go ahead. They put on Twitter, Facebook, and then on actual the television programming that they were participating. And then also made a statement about how they were going to be looking more content from creators of color because they need to make changes. And I was like, yeah, that's how you do that. 
Yeah, today they uh, yeah, specifically ask for for uh, black animators. They're like, if you're a black, per- you know, if you're an African American and you're an animator, send us your portfolio. Like, we need to fix this. Yeah, I I can appreciate that, but only so much because those creators have been there. Oh, they've been there. Yeah, they've yeah. they've been there. They've always been there. I, I, I mean, I, it's so hard to feel appreciative when you know people are only doing something because all this other shit had to happen first. Exactly, exactly. And don't and don't get me wrong. Like I definitely was like, oh, cool. I'm glad you did that. But I'm still. I'm not all like, okay, you won me over. It's like I'm glad you did that. I'm watching you. <laughs> right. I get th- these days. It's really more of like, okay, I will continue to patronize you, for now. For now. It's, it's like a yeah. constant test at this point. Um. And it's 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 really hard to come back from that once you at least for me like if you if you as a as a business operation just like as like when people uh, screw me over or do something shitty like you you really only get one chance you you fuck it up once and that's it yeah so don't I, fuck it up continue to not fuck it up yeah I mean I I, I hope that there are some companies that are not just trying to earn points. Mm-hmm. Um, the one time that seeing it did make me fucking rage out was seeing the NFL and then seeing the fucking 49ers. Oh, fuck the NFL. And I was like, you, that's, there has never, there were, not, there are not cojones big enough to, to attempt what you guys just did. Like that, really. Did they, what did they do exactly? They, they did the whole, like, you know, we stand behind with their, it cannot be tolerated. They have to be, they, like, whatever the company does. Mm-hmm. And all I could think of was like, yeah, you guys fired the guy that's like started the the peaceful protest that you said was still disrespectful. Like, no, you don't get to do this now. No, no. fuck off. You don't yeah. get to do now, this. Now, the NFL lost me at TBI, and they I've only gotten further and further away from that. Is TBI? Traumatic brain injury. Oh, right. I forgot how big that cat was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh. That's a bear. That's a small bear. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah, he was he wasn't gonna shut up unless I picked him up. Sorry. So um <laughs> this this right here is what keeps me, you know, a little sane. Yeah. Yeah, um, pets pets are good for that. This week has been uh you know, pretty intense. You know, there's been some violent nightmares, there's been some some crying. So there's been some good solidarity. Uh, I uh, I am part of a, for now, black men's group of Portland, mm-hmm. uh, which are mostly consist of like uh, blurs, professional blurs, and we get together for mental health check-ins because a lot of a lot of us have uh, dealt with stuff like this in the world, but also within the industry, and we want to see if we can support each other in any way we can, but also we just need to talk shit sometimes. And, I, and that's what it, and it's for. Like, I need to talk shit sometimes to somebody who I know com- will have understood. What are you doing? Uh, and, and so we did a, a mental health check-in just a couple of days ago or uh, earlier than scheduled because of the events of, of this week. And right. It was much needed and so therapeutic. And I, I definitely advise that anybody do the same. Like if you can find 
some people that you connect with like that do lead. Now is the time to do these mental health check-ins, whether it be about what's going on in the black community or whether it's being, you know, be about the pandemic or like family stuff, whatever, like mental health right now is super important. Um, so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think people, people were really starting to wear thin and then, and then a whole new elements came into play. So I know, I know that a lot of people are running out of steam for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, and I, I, community is probably one of the best ways to, to really help deal with that. Uh, especially if escapism isn't always helping you escape the thing you're worried about. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I think for the most part, everybody that I connect with said that, uh, we were doing fine. Like, honestly, I was doing fine with the pandemic because like, I was already working from home and, <clears throat> the room that I'm in, I'm surrounded by toys and comics. Yeah. So, like my, my craft is like literally to the right of me where I make action figures all day or, you know, do calls like this. And so I'm, I'm one of the ones lucky enough to also still be working. Right. And, and so I was kind of chilling, but like, it wasn't like I wasn't scared and dealing with and worried about other people and family back in Chicago and things of that nature. So then you know, like I really started, I think I really started losing it. Um, I mean, cause we had Ahmad, we had Brianna Taylor, we, you know, we, we got and then Floyd and then like brother in, in the, in the damn park, just a, a fucking bird watcher, you know, like, right. And I was just like, this is like, cause when, when we get wind of those, like far in between, you know, like I know it's still happening all the time but when we get so many reported at once there's really no escape from that to, so then it's always on my mind because it's i either have to choose to start the day with i'm going to be numb today so i'm going to watch a bunch of this and blah, blah blah or i'm going to have to talk about this all day right and and, and then there's not always a, a comfortable way of saying that to people we're just you know people look to you for that cultural touchstone and uh how do you just i don't know sometimes i know that there's like a level of discomfort with even being honest and saying like i don't want to talk about this right now i can't be your your uh, your go-to every time something like this happens that's something i've seen a lot is like stop asking your black friends how they feel yeah i'll I'll be honest right as of right now i probably have about 20 something unanswered messages well, it was even like when Denise and I were talking about canceling the show today and we were like, but, you know, do we maybe reach out to somebody? So, like, I like I, I wanted to, like, have you on, but also felt like am I being a dick by saying, like, hey, Sean, do you want to come on and chat with folks? Because it's, it's not your responsibility. It, it, you it, it gives you a sense of, like, implied tokenism, which is kind of cringy, even if you don't mean it that way. Right. No, I, yeah, uh, okay, so, like, let's be real, real talk. Had somebody else asked me, I would have told them, you know, fuck off. <laughs> but but because y'all asked me, and, you know, we have history, and so I already know that any, even if you had, even if you had asked me in the shittiest possible way, I already know your intentions. Right. You know, 
and I already know that you are trying to give me a platform as as a as a black person, not all of the black people, but as a black person to give his <laughs> too his late. Speaking for all of them now, Sean. Right, like God, we you know as as as, as our friend Keith King likes to say, black folks don't can barely agree on anything. So like, there's no way in hell that I could give all of the opinions. Uh, you know, like, but I am happy to relay what I do know, relay what I can say, and even share some of this. Like I said, I just had a meeting with like 12 other brothers from Portland. Mm -hmm. So I can at least like kind of do, like share some of what they also said to me as well. And truth be told, um, it's pretty fucking similar. <laughs> it's, uh, right. We don't have answers. We don't know what to do. We can't guide our white friends on how to get through this. I'm sorry, but we don't have answers for you because it's like one, you know, if you weren't, if you weren't listening before, we certainly don't know how to help you now. <laughs> right. <laughs> this kind of I, that's, I know that's not supposed to be funny, but it's funny. But, uh, yeah. but it's true. Like at this point, you know, unless you are like 17, like you should have figured something out by now. If you care, you should have figured something out by now. Un I mean, unless you're late to the party, in which case I'm glad you've turned to the light side. Um, there's probably a better metaphor for that. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I, that's, that's another thing that you see a lot of is like, just, you know, don't, yeah, educate yourself. Yeah. If you, if you if you want to know, then you have to put the work in yourself. Um, that being said, I I did uh, I did find a couple resources for uh, places to donate right now. I don't know how you guys where you guys are at with with donations versus we, attending protests. So, um, <laughs> go ahead, Sean. Yeah. Um, well, no, I, I, um, I found a few just collectively through the, like, again, the same group, we have been doing some research and we found a few that were reputable and, and already like in progress, you know, uh, several organizations that are providing bail money for protesters. I'm going to put that uh, in the chat. I'm going to try to at least. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, donations straight to the Floyd family. Uh, his sister set up a, a GoFundMe that's been been pretty active uh and actually you know I, I got wind that some of the bail relief places had received so much at one point that they started shifting their donations either back to the floyd family or to other causes right uh, i saw that too and i was like that's I'm, I'm glad to hear that and and honestly like i do yeah i i know that they're out there i'm glad that everybody's found them and i hope they're doing what they can even though, like, this is still a hard time for people. Like, people don't have jobs and stuff. Right. So the, the fact that they were receiving anything is pretty amazing and tells you how important this really is. Right. Yes. That's, uh, it's, a, it's a really difficult time for people to feel comfortable with turning up, even if they want to. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, I mean, yeah, with the, with the pandemic on there, I – there's a there's a couple reasons why I haven't gone to the protest, but part of it is that I would, I am not immune compromised, but I am at a higher risk if I were to catch it since with my lung issues. Yep. So part of it is like, 
like I want to be there, but like, I don't, I, I, I'm afraid to be around people in general, like a group of people that I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And part of it, it hit me last night that I now I'm still trying to unpack. I don't think it'd be safe for me to be down there. Not that I think something would happen to someone would pick me, but that I have been so angry for so long now that I worry how easily I would be set off by like some Aaron's comment or someone spits or whatever. And I'm legit afraid of a mistake I would make. That's my line right there. What was that? I said, that's my line right there. I don't know what it is, but if somebody spat on me, I I think. I think that's, that's, I think that's legit. Yeah. That's the end right there. Um, (laughs) Or like getting patted on the head during an event. Ooh. 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 Ah, you remember. Yeah. Oh, I see. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Sean and I shared a little retail comic trenches moment there. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, some, yeah, he's back here now. We're good. Right. <laughs> I thought he was that's, climbing down your back. Like a, yeah. No, he's literally just sitting right behind me. Aww. Um, I mean, you do kind of look like a Bond villain right now with the cat and the swivel chair. Oh, I do. I should totally do that. Yeah. Uh Oh, uh, we should have started with you turned the other way. Right? Uh, ne- <laughs> next time, next time. And then I got to come up with a plan that makes no sense. Right. Involve, like, three nations when the two of them actually do nothing. Uh, yeah. And then turn into Home Alone. Right. Um, the, I, want, I did want to talk about the protests. And it's, I think it's so interesting, the amount of misinformation being passed out about them and it's it's so sad like there's people out there that are like have already risked themselves like you said to be out there and and talk about justice and then the reports of uh what what do they call proud boys Uh uh-huh oh yeah no they joey Joey gibson up in vancouver and his his uh... his buddies They've been gathering about 10 blocks away from my house the last three nights. So much so that last night I was playing some Red Dead Redemption last night. And I couldn't tell if the shouting was from the saloon in the game. And I actually paused the game, stuck my head outside and went, oh, no, that's that's on this part of town right now. It's not the game. So. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Proud Boys are Proud Boys, and uh, let me ask you this: Are either you familiar with something called a Boogaloo Boy? I wasn't uh, until like three days ago. Same. Well, uh, let's let's hear the explanation uh, for anyone else besides me who doesn't know what that is. Oh no, I, I just found out about them like maybe two days ago, and uh, they're just another shitty group <laughs> that wants to cause trouble, which. Okay, so it's a bunch it's a bunch of white people, right? But this is the interesting part. The only thing I did find out is that their name actually is taken from Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. And yeah. I'm like, so you stole that name for your hate group from a movie full of people of color about building community? Right. <laughs> and then also pick fucking Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. So if you see a bunch of white folks like strapped up but sporting Hawaiian shirts, they're not your friends. They're, Good to know. I mean, they're, they're not going target shooting at Margaritaville. You know what I mean? It's nah. 
No, they're they're racist. I mean, I can't say that I would be particularly drawn to someone fitting that description to begin with. Well, no, yes. But... <laughs> no, no, I, I kid. Uh, no offense to all my Hawaiian shirt-wearing friends and listeners. Hey, that's not your Hawaiian shirt. I just had to come say hello. Uh, I just thought, I thought that was interesting. And then, like, the, the different cases that are being brought up about, like, the, the, like the news trying to uh, take the picture of that elderly woman in a wheelchair as a victim. I don't know if you heard about this. I did no. not. Okay, so there was a woman who got, she got beat up. She was in a wheelchair and she was disabled. And so she got beat up by uh, protesters. And they were like, see these thugs, you know, blah, 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 you know, taking out this lady. But they didn't say was that that lady had also showed up to the protest and was stabbing black folks with a knife. Oh, shit. <laughs> Just showed up just to be like, uh, and then there's the one that hit a couple of days ago where there's a video on YouTube where this guy who basically got beat the hell up, and they in the in the but the story keeps reading, protesters killed this man, and he because he looks I don't know he looks dead, but the truth is he just got knocked the fuck out. He's alive. <laughs> <laughs> he confirmed on Twitter, and and he was chasing people with a sword. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, that and the guy with the fucking bow and arrow? Yeah. I'm like, you, you have ass whoopings coming. Like, right. Oh, that's right. Uh, Patriot Prayer is the other. They're all just, they're oh, all just ass I think, I think that's Joey Gibson's group. I think so, yeah. Um, by the way, uh, I saw um, a tweet that he had shared out that said that up until now he's always engaged in peaceful protests no matter how many people attack him physically but right. that he no he he no longer feels that that's the right thing to do uh to protect his family or whatever so essentially he's going to start fighting back now and it was basically just an open invitation uh to encourage more violence against antifa groups individuals <laughs> Even though they're not, it's not like an actual group. Yeah. Right. It, At all. There's no concrete in those milkshakes. Oh my god. That fucking guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know if he was part of that. I don't remember. Oh, anymore. he's still he's reporting apparently from the streets. It's um. Yeah. No. Um. It's a. It's a. You know, it's funny. It's like, I wish that I could come on here and just be like, oh, man, I read this book. Oh, man, I saw this show. And I'm like, I bought this toy. I bought this, you know, whatever. And it, and I want to be, well, okay, truth be told, I did just buy this. And it would arrive today. <laughs> That's, uh, you should show it to us. Is it a new, is it a Ghost in the Shell? Yeah, it's the Ghost in the Shell Figma figure. I can, uh, put a little, I don't know how the focus is, but. That's good. You gonna monitor it all, or are you just getting it just straight? No, just straight. I'm just. I want it to go up here on the shelf that I have with uh, Spike Spiegel and Lupin the Third. Nice. Um, I've got like this like red convertible that they're all riding in. I'm just gonna throw her. Nice. The side and, yeah. Um. But you know, yeah, it's hard. Like, don't get me wrong. I've done some massive retail therapy <laughs> in the last. <laughs> like few days I yeah. am all over the Facebook uh, uh, toy groups and uh, 
eBay like crazy. Not not Amazon though, because fuck Amazon. Right. And, uh, right. <laughs> but I've spent I've spent far too much long the past three days just building a custom lightsaber on one of those sites, knowing I'm never going to buy it because I keep wanting to. Oh my god. Like, I just keep doing it, and it goes, like, to the checkout page, and it's, like, $820. I'm, like, what did I put on this thing? $820? What does it do? Well, there's you can get special soundboards and program it, and it'll do – you can make it do things, Sean. <laughs> I'll give them $1,000 for if it actually cut me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just uh, – my mind is definitely uh, constantly flipping from – whimsical fantasy toy stuff and whatever and then right back to reality like um and there's not like oh here's a prime example i have actually taken to watching uh the cw's charmed oh yeah how do you like it the new one you know (laughs) it's a cw show so you know what to expect like there's a lot of like angst and like problems where there shouldn't be problems but it's it's been helping me i can't lie (laughs) But uh, the new charm, the new charm is actually pretty diverse. That's what you I know? heard, yeah. Uh, and so that's been helping too. Plus, you know, you got magic and teleportation. It's always cool. Whack ass demons, you know. So like, it's it's been helping me get through this. But at the same time, like as soon as that episode's over, it's bam right back in my head, and you know, need to call my mom. Bam, need to call my uncle. My, you know, my dad. Reach has been reached out to me, and he's you know, he's not terrified, but he's like he's so sad to see that that I would experience that I'm experiencing this because he already you know experienced this a lot in his life because you know we're we're from Chicago you've seen same right. thing you know he's in North Carolina now but uh, honestly right before this happened during the pandemic like one of his neighbors came at him just for fucking barbecuing and that could have been his moment right. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. His neighbor did what? Came at him just for barbecuing, like, right, like, like that really happens. Too. Um, now I I remember once back in Chicago. I'm gonna tell you another cop story, and this one's like a lot. Uh, I, I was an adult. Um, and and uh, me and and. My roommates, it was five of us living in this five-bedroom house. The whole neighborhood, it was middle of summer. It was hot as hell. Experienced a blackout. So we have no fucking air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. And a blackout. Yeah. And uh, so we're like, fuck it. Let's just get out of the house, and we're going to go watch a movie. We got across the street from our house before the police showed up. And it made us all get up against the fence and held us there searching us because they, they were like what are you doing out here for like half an hour like we literally right across the street from our house wow <laughs> and we were just thinking like it's dark as fuck out here like they can do anything and then and it's like we're raised it's not not only are we raised to think like that but we're shown the thing like that because we've already history has shown us that we have to. Right. I have a I have a friend, uh, and she's she's as white as they come. Her, uh, 
but she has a son who is, um, well, at this point, he's like in the sixth grade, maybe fifth grade, but, um, but you know, he's still pretty young. And it, it was not recently, but, you know, years ago that she started the process of kind of explaining to him how, how it's just never going to be fair. You know, how you can just be minding your own business and, and someone's going to call you out. How, you know, it's never, never drop uh, a sense of respect if you're dealing with authorities because, be, because the minute that they think that you're, you know, acting out of turn, it can get ugly. How you can be the most qualified person for a job, but you could still not get it because of the way you look. Just just all of the things that he's always going to have to deal with. And she had to have that conversation with him at a really young age, knowing that it's it's never too early to prepare your child for a racist culture just like even a, a passively you know in in everything that he does there's always going to be this sense of difference and struggle that's attached to it i can't even imagine having to, to try to explain that uh, to a child i honestly it's one of the reasons i don't have children right now that yeah yeah i'm pretty similar to that one um it was and i don't want to i'm not going to speak for him because I, I actually didn't ask him but one of the reasons why i actively and and if this upsets him later i'm sorry i was really thinking i was trying to help out one reason why i didn't reach out to keelan mm-hmm. is he's already dealing on the personal side but i can't imagine what it's like he's now looking at like you know his young daughter and thinking fuck is it going to be any better for her like, is she going to ever going to leave the house and never have to worry about, is this the day? So I, I don't know. I felt like maybe I just, I was like, I don't want to put one more thing that's sitting on Keelan's mind right now. And you know, Keelan, he just said yes in a heartbeat, but I just, I don't know. I felt like that was a one, one, one step too much to, to ask of him right now. I mean, truth be told, as somebody who has spoken to him recently, um, I can guarantee that's exactly how he feels. Right. And I haven't talked to him about it, but you know, Keenan and I've known each other well enough now that, like, that's that's where I knew it would go. You know, that's where I knew where his head would go. You know, and I mean, we reach out and say like, "How are you holding up?" Or we just, you know, talk shit about other things and you vent. You know, <laughs> honestly, of all the people that I know that you know, mm-hmm. asking any of us right now would have been a challenge because, like, you could ask Alan, right? And I guarantee Alan would have had difficulties. You could ask Valentine, he would have been hurt. (laughs) You could ask like every single person that we know that would qualify to give this talk right now is pretty messed up. And like, I'll be 100% honest with you both. Like, I'm happy to give this talk. But after this, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to go have some ice cream or something. Just because... uh, Yeah, I'm keeping my cool. I'm keeping my composure, but because I'm used to having to do so. Right. 
Because I, I certainly can't be angry in public, and I certainly can't be, I don't know. Yeah, and, you know, and part of it is, I think, at least I, I would hope that a lot of our listeners want to understand, but they have to hear it vocalized. And that's not me saying, like, they don't get it. It's just, you know, you, sometimes you just, you need to hear it. It's not the first time the show has, like, you know, done this before. Where we've kind of stepped away from the nerd stuff and just kind of talked about what's in our heart and heads. And the show will, I mean, hopefully never have to fucking do that again, but we probably will. So, you know. Yeah, I guarantee you will. Like, can I can I ask you something, Denise? Yeah. You know, because, like, like most of y'all, like I'm always about I'm always about for the black fight, you know, and I try to consider myself an advocate and an ally for every marginalized group. Ever. And I have been really, really afraid for women, but but the only be, not only but mainly because like I feel like with the pandemic upon us. That, has, that was, until recently, the main focus for a lot of things. And I feel like government officials have been trying to use our focus on that to slip shit by. And there have been at least two bills that would really fuck women up that they tried to pass during this time. Are you watching shit like that, too, as a woman in this country? You know, I have to admit, um, up until very, very recently, I did not actively participate in listening to the news anymore. I used to uh, use the the radio NPR as my alarm clock, and um, Christian can't really handle the news first thing in the morning. He, he, he it'll make him really like anxious and stressed to start yeah. the day with, and so mm-hmm. I and I don't really have much of a commute anymore. So I really fell off of like getting the news from news sources. Uh, and it's only been in the last couple of weeks that I've started, uh, that I've come back to that realizing like, I could do that, he's not here. He gets up way earlier than I do and he's, you know, I'm on my own. Um, yeah. So I know that there's a lot of stuff that I've missed uh, over the months if it didn't find its way to me through basically Twitter uh, as the only place I see headlines anymore, which is already like not, super reputable so i i skim headlines and i'm like "Mm, i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna click on that because i don't think i can trust it so i for a long time i've been missing out um but i'm gonna guess it has to do with overturning shit like roe v wade or you know taking more things away from standard health care when it comes to women's bodies the usual um Honestly, I don't even know if I could handle knowing more at this point. Uh, oh. I've been doing pretty okay with the pandemic stuff. Um, although I saw like one, one, one tweet about the newspaper on the day that they shared the 100,000 deaths and that shit like messed me up. Um, but for the most part, I, I don't get stressed or anxious about it. But this past week is is really hard not to think about it. It's it's hard to try to it's hard to even want to avoid it, because because this is something that we can make different. You know, illness is always going to be mm-hmm. a part a part of society, a part a part of biology, and so you can kind of tune that out to a degree, or just like 
write it out. But but this is this is different. You can't just write it out and hope it gets better. Yeah. I think my, my problem is and I don't Aaron, I don't know if you experienced this too, but I, I tend to go spiraling like of course I'm worried about black folks. I'm always worried about black folks. That's I'm always yeah. At the same time, I'm still watching what they do on the native people. I'm still watching the pipelines. I'm still watching Michigan. I'm still watching children of Cages. I'm still watching them trying to take control of women's bodies. I'm still watching uh, the lack of Asian representation on TV. I'm still watching like just shit, like everything. I'm still like, I'm paying attention to it all because like I got friends and family of every variety and like I don't want to see my people fucked up. I definitely don't want to see your people fucked up. Right. You know, well, and, I mean, it also comes from that you're just like a good human. You don't want to see pain on anybody. Yeah. Unless that, you're asking for the ass whooping, but that's different. But yeah. That goes back to that solidarity thing. And, and I think you touched on it right away. That they keep doing things to keep us different marginalized groups fighting each other. Like, can you imagine if we fucking banded together? Like for real? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the, I think that's one of the most terrifying things to the, the, the folks in power right now. And, you know, and, and I want to say this, too. It's like, I get it, man. Like, white folks are scared. Like, I get it. Yeah. It, they're scared. I might be scared, too, if I spent fucking centuries of fucking doing bullshit to people and they, and they had enough. You know, like, but here's the thing, though. It's like, I, I think for the, for the most part, it ain't like black folks just outright hate white folks either. We don't trust you. <laughs> but, right. but, no, but it doesn't mean that we just hate you. Like, we're not trying to eliminate you either. Like, we don't want your shit. We just want some shit. Because you already <laughs> have all the shit. And we just have some of the shit. Yeah. We're not we're trying to ask your permission or trying to, like, you know, gain your respect. That's not gonna fucking happen. I just want you to fucking leave me alone at this point, and yeah. just let me, let me be. There, there's this. It seems like this underlying fear that of like, if if various marginalized groups in this country get some sense of like true equality, then the next thing they're gonna want is revenge, <laughs> which is like never. Yeah, you're always gonna hear about a fringe group or even a small amount of people that are just. But that's that's in every ethnicity. You're going to get that group everywhere that is never going to let shit go and is going to want to burn it all down. But like for the most part, you know, we just want like to it to be acknowledged and then for it to be an actual level playing field. Don't want special advantages. Don't 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 want any of that. Just want want it want it level like that's. If you want to apologize along the way, you know what? That's 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 awesome. Good for you. You know what? We're gonna supersize your your meal for free then. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, like, just the idea that you can let this group of people have more somehow means that you have to have less. And that's and then the, and then like you know like taking that the next step. That's that's not that's unacceptable. And yet at the same time, deny 
that there is an imbalance. Uh, you know, we were talking about um, uh, the, the Watchmen series, and they touched on that a bit. Now I have to try to remember exactly what it was. Um, oh, but it was like, first you wanted your apologies, and, and now you want your rep reparations. And then, you know, and the next thing you guys are going to come after my house and like take things away from me. It's, and I mean, it would only be fair. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, um, but there, I mean, honestly, there are things that we can never, we'll never get back. You can't undo colonialism. Nope. No. So it'll, it'll never, ever fucking be the same. No matter how much you give back or apologize for. So, I mean, there's only, there's only so much that marginalized people can ask for to begin with. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean what are you afraid of? Yeah, at this point, like, 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 uh, like Michael Che in the movement says, we just want to matter. <laughs> Can we matter? <laughs> right. Yeah. It, that's it. it. And it's like, it, the more I look at, the uh, more I open my eyes, or just the more I look around, and I keep getting told the answer is, no, <laughs> you can't. Right. And, and so it's, that's what makes me sink down further and further into my hole, you know, and, and then I climb my way back up there's something else and then yeah, i'm that, like back down again that spiral is insidious as hell man yeah you know it, it's the beast that just follows and doesn't let up you know so murder hornets uh <laughs> i mean Actually, that died off really fast did you notice i did i did uh somebody told me yesterday that that is because apparently murder hornets are absolutely fucking delicious to the praying mantis. Well, that's <laughs> really? right. Aren't aren't they actually really good at taking heads? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, did you see the videos about how the the fucking how the the bees in Japan deal with the murder hornets? No, but please do tell. Okay, so when the because they're I think yeah they're Japanese right the hornets. Yeah, I think they mm -hmm. originated in Japan. So, you know, naturally, that means the insects there have evolved into defense mechanisms. So apparently, if, when one of these hornets gets into a hive and is going to start just, you know, causing some shit and killing everything, um, the bees cook them to death. With their, with their vibrating bodies? So they surround the mortar hornet and they begin to vibrate and flap their wings and they basically become like biological microwaves and they cook the hornets to death. Holy shit, that's dope. How metal is that? That's pretty fucking metal. Wow. And, I, and there's videos of it. You can see the thing. Is go, you can see it shake and go, and just stop moving. Damn. One cooked hornet. That's pretty savage. Yeah. Damn. I, I'm, I'm smelling a new comic book character. It's an example of what happens if an and entire I want it small to be a people woman. work together. You got it. Damn. Wow. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to think. I, Aren't all bees male except for the queen? Oh, shit, you're right. And, like, some get, like, 
changed if they need to, but. Uh, well, no, no, no. I think once, once the queen is like, you know, near her end, I can't deal with this. Um, she, <laughs> she hatches a different kind of egg. And not only is that, uh, that be born female, but then she also gets the, uh, the Royal jelly. Right. Oh, okay. Yes, the royal so what jelly. The is Which like- is the best sex code word I've ever heard, by the Give way. Give me the royal jelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. We can't go an episode without some kind of dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. I knew Actually, it was going to be you. It's always me. Yeah. No, that's not true. It's not always me. Um, Cable's dropped a few. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have our moments. We do. Yeah, Aaron, you're the worst. Yes. I didn't. I didn't mean any relevance to this. You know. I know. I remember staff meetings. Oh. <laughs> and you know, can we can we talk about that? Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, I was about to say. Do you want to? You want to? You want to chat that up a little bit? You know, one of them is closing, right? Yeah. Yeah, the one on Broadway, right? Yeah, that's. I actually thought about asking you how you felt about that, but the one that I told them—that's not a good spot to move the store. Man, okay, look, yeah, I was gonna say it was about damn time because, like, you know, it it wasn't that the store itself wasn't beautiful. No, I really liked the inside of that store. I don't like getting to that store. No, (laughs) like I don't like that. The parking situation, like, even I had a parking lot, it was weird and small. And then, like, that neighborhood is just not great for foot traffic. Like, uh-uh. the Fred Meyer, the Fred Meyer's a block away. It ain't nobody, like, going to get milk and be like, oh, you know what, comics. It, it just didn't work that way. I also need to get some action figures. Right. Which, again, though, they were already at Fred Meyer. That's, oh, man. Yeah. You remember ordering meetings. You used to go round and round on that. Yeah. On the Fred Meyer action figures? No. So, all right, here we go. (laughs) I know we were talking about serious stuff, but Sean and I have to vent a little bit. Well, let's end this on a more positive note, shall we? Yeah, there you go. So Uh, it really happened when when fucking Tron Legacy came out. Yes. And uh, a certain higher-up manager just insisted that the Tron Legacy action figures would just sell like crazy. And A, I didn't think they were gonna, neither did Sean. But B, so... Comic book stores do not have the same buying power as like Fred Meyer or Target. Right. So they're selling a Tron figure for like $7.99 and we're selling them for like $12.50 and our boss can't figure out why the fuck we're not moving Tron figures. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe because we're surrounded by big box retail with toy sections. Mm-hmm. Like we can sell action figures, but we got to be selling like the DC Direct you stuff. Don't, be, you can't be across the street. Don't ask us to carry the same thing that's in a Target, man. Like it's we're gonna lose every single time. Yeah. Every time. I don't know. I, yeah. I had a lot of fun. I had some fun times here, but you know that was a hard job, and that was a rough job, man. It was. It was. It was rough. Well, let's let's give it up for not working any more retail jobs. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that that store is finally closing. Like, I'm not sad about it. <laughs> no, I'm not either. I mean, I know they mentioned like hear about something something new coming from us in in the city, and I'm like, what are you guys gonna do? This is gonna be a pop up stand to sell pictures. Just. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're going to set up near the food pods, but it's just going to be nothing but Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still saying, no, nah, never mind. I'm not going to give away my idea right now. It's my idea. I'm not going to take it. No, oh, no, hang on to that. You remember the idea we pitched? Mm-hmm. The mo- remember the mothership? Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. It could have been the first one in town, man. The first one in town to do all the nerd shit that there, every city has one now. Mm-hmm. What, can I ask you? Like a venue space? Like a nerdy... Uh-huh. What was that, Sean? What was it? Yeah. Are you, are you guys still getting comics right now? Or like when it, are you getting stuff anywhere? Uh, I've, I've been getting about every two weeks. I've been getting stuff from Bridge City. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I think I've only done one pickup since they, since since the shutdown. Right. Yeah, I think I've done two. But I don't have a I don't have a lot of very big pull box to begin with anymore. Same. Uh, I still get I get sent a lot of free PDFs. So. Same. Yeah. Well, so but, I didn't think there there was going to be much to pick up for a while. So. Right. I mean, there are titles, even though I get the PDF. I want to in that way I want to support them. So I'm like, yeah, put that in my pull box, you know, or stuff like that. So I've been doing, well, before the pandemic and schedule change, I was putting in time over at Excalibur. Oh yeah. How was that going? Oh, you know, it's, it's great. Cause like I get to, you know, hang out with Debbie, get to do comics. And then also, um, her son, junior Christopher, he loves me and I love him. Right, about to be three, and so I spent half the time like sorting comics, and the other half just entertaining him or taking him for walks. <laughs> that sounds like a dream job, right? Well, which is funny too, because like I thought about this the other day too, and 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 not, and I got to jump back to the subject because it's relevant, and it made me cry. But like, Christopher is a little white baby, with blonde hair and blue eyes, you know, and he loves when I take him for a walk in the Hawthorne neighborhood <laughs> or that Hawthorne area. And I'm right. like, I am terrified when I take him for a walk. Like, he's having the time of his life. But me, I'm just looking around everywhere, and I'm like, some white people will call the cops on me. They right. And, and because I, because they think you stole a, an Aryan child and are just casually walking down the street like, with him. He looked happy as fuck, but it's like, oh, tripping somehow. That's right. <laughs> and I just think, like, oh, man, they're going to come up. And, like, what are you doing? And, uh, but I still take him anyway. I still take him anyway because he loves me. That's, you know, in a way that's pretty good because those kind of memories when you're that young, they stick with you. Yeah. So. I bought him a, a, a Buzz Lightyear for Christmas. That's pretty good. That's yeah, precious. The, the big one. He, uh, he loved it. So, it makes noise and so. But those are the, yeah, those are the kind of thoughts I have, like, whatever, especially, you know, here in Portland, you know, I'm not used to this, this much lack of diversity. <laughs> so yeah. It really put me on, on, on edge a lot as soon as I got here 10 years ago, and here I am 10 years later, and I'm still, like, somewhat uncomfortable. Yeah. Even more, even more so now. Not that I would have felt any better in Chicago right now either. So yeah, I mean it's kind of a shit show everywhere. I think, you know, um, there's no there's no like real good places. Everywhere you go, there's always going to be 
somebody. Assholes. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got to kind of start to wrap it up here, but. For sure. Can we end on a good note somehow? Yeah, well, yeah, we will. But one thing I want to drive home is that if you've been listening to the show now for a while and it the today and it's like, and, and you're thinking like, man, it just sounds like it's a rough mindset to be in all the time. Like it is. So yes. keep that in mind when you post certain things like that. That's it. Just, just keep that in mind. Um, but yeah. Uh, fun shit. I don't know. Um, well, I don't know about fun, but um, I did in the chat earlier put a, uh, put in the URLs for a couple different places that uh, I think are good to donate to. And if you guys have places that you want to share, um, I went with, um, what is it called? PDX Protest Bail Fund. Although apparently they are like killing it right now on yeah. collecting donations. So. Yeah. Maybe not them, but uh, on the national level, the the one that I was really excited to find is called Campaign Zero, um, who does, let me see if I can remember this correctly, uh, research-based policy change, uh, fuck, it's... They, they, They look at data, they look at statistics, and they look at, you know, different research to decide what type of policy changes need to happen, and then the, the, the money, part of the money that they collect, collect goes towards influencing that change, whether it's, like, getting certain politicians out of power, demilitarization, uh, community outreach. Hmm. So that was, I was very pleased to find that one, and I'm going to keep it bookmarked. For, for future donation opportunities. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll have to go look it up and maybe I'll post it in show notes, but I also think there's a, it's a legit service that if you donate however much money, they will split it if you want between like the 20 reputable sources in different states that are having to set up bail funds. Like it may not seem like much, but you know, if everyone when everyone donates a certain amount and then it puts like five bucks in every bail fund, you know, that, that builds up. It snowballs. I like that. I mean, I'm glad you mentioned too about what be careful what people post too. Cause like one of the things I want to stress is that I have been seeing a lot of people who are posting about the looting and the rioting. Mm-hmm. And I need people to understand that there are differences in factors that you're not considering. There are a lot of factors that come with looting depending on which neighborhood of people are doing it. Like sometimes, uh, it might be protesters turn, that turn the rioting to turn the looting in their specific neighborhood, but consider the fact that neighborhood might be part of the problem. Right. You know, uh, and I'm not saying that's the case everywhere, but also consider too, the, all the other instigators that we've talked about that are there just to make the Black Lives Matter movement look like garbage. <laughs> by just attacking any and everybody. I mean, that's why they're in disguise like that. And then running off. And then running off, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, they show, you know, the clips of, like, black folks getting violent after they've been attacked. (laughs) Right. Like, don't just, you know, think that the rioting is just the protesters who just take it too far. And here's But here's the most important thing, right? Even if it is, my, my take on it is so fucking what? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Like, Every I'm, item can be replaced, but a human can't. Exactly. 
Exactly. Like, honestly, I'm not worried about fucking Target replacing this shit. You know what? Neither's Target. No. I, mean, I, I saw somebody post about that and someone else's comment on, on there was like, well, what about the people who rely on that place? Like this, this, you know, the woman who can't buy formula and, you know, people who can't commute because the buses are shut down. Um, people have had enough. This sort of thing happens because people have had enough. They're at their, they're at their breaking point. And if you don't know what it feels like to reach your breaking point and do something that maybe you're not proud of, then, I mean, good on you. I'm glad you've had that easy of a life. Right. But, but when, when something has to give, it's, I don't know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to feel, uh, uh, what's the word? Like, it can't always just be like law and order, black and white. There, there are reasons why this is happening, and yeah. that's that's what you have to consider. That's the yeah. that's the part that you have to become aware of if you're not. Yeah, and don't feed yourself the line that that change never came in this country through 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 violence. Like literally, every that's... major step of this country was from violence from the very beginning. The yeah. Boston Tea Party was a riot that led to a war. Like. <laughs> Every single major political change in this country, I don't like it, but came at the tip of a musket or a rifle or a knife. Like, it just has because... Or a blanket. Or a blanket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's another argument I've seen. Is like, oh, well, that happened because, you know, they tried everything else and nothing worked. Like, well, what do you think this is? You think that peaceful negotiations were never intent intended or I attempted? Yeah. All right, I'm not making this more peaceful. I know. We gotta think of something funny. That's my phone. I brought it right back there, you know. But hey, I got I got new toys, you know, I got new stuff, and I'm gonna make more action figures like my this custom Danny Moonstar that I made to, to be more badass three. Nice. Right yeah. I don't know what kind of custom figure I'd want. Yeah, I'll think about it for a while. You know, oh. I'm, uh, I'm, I'll probably. Oh, I'm actually making a uh, Moses from Attack the Block right now. Oh, right on. Yeah. For a split second, I was like, "Why are you making Charlton Heston?" <laughs> <laughs> He's my hero. No. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there's still good things to be had. I what kind of figure I want? Somebody to. Reach out to your friends and family um, and just, you know, be there for each other and support your friends and their causes. And not just today, all the fucking time. Yeah. And, and believe them when they talk to you. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. tell them it can't be that bad. It, it is that bad. And give somebody the benefit of the fucking doubt once in a while. Right. Right. Word up. Oh, there uh, we go. There's a positive note. Uh, Tuka and Birdie is coming back on Adult Swim. There you go. Oh yeah, I love that show. Uh, I know what action figure you want, uh, custom made, Aaron, and it's uh, a Ricardo Multibon um, as Khan. Um, and you know, just to make it like you know, because it's custom anyway, it should already you should have that that chunk of the Botany Bay that they that they've converted into a shelter on their desert planet. Oh, so you want me to have an entire like like setup? Why the fuck not? Because they custom. made a Khan figure that wasn't bad. 
was okay. But, but this one's custom, right? So it's got to have some extra bells and whistles, I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't do action figures. Put a sound chip in it? Yeah. No, I did think... Funko Pops, though. I did think of a, what might be a fun... Oh, you know what I want? Now I got two custom figures I want in my head. What's what? that? Uh, I want a, I want a Cybok action figure. They made a Spock. They've made a couple Michael Burnhams. They, they, you know, poor Cybok gets no love. He's, Ooh, I would take a Michael Burnham. And he's the firstborn. It's like, no, whatever. Yeah. I would take that. That or a really good uh, Simon Belmont. Ooh. Yeah. I can see that. They've never made a really good Simon Belmont figure. No. no yeah. Well, I mean, you'll have to wait a while because, like, my, uh, my focus right now is on women and people of color just because they don't make enough of them. That's so, true. Uh, well, now I'm trying to think. Keep vamping. I don't know. <laughs> well, what else am I working on? I think I can talk about that. Oh, I've been making, uh, I made a Renee Montoya the other day. Ooh, are you uh, sure? It's mine. No, I mean, we I can just, still show. <laughs> this one was just a simple. I know where you live. I'll get it. This was a simple mock-up until I get a. Um, I've got my buddy Zach Shock helping me with the sculpt on this one, but I used the Marvel Legends MCU um, MJ head. Okay. My real clothing. That's the so one. That's Zendaya. Base is that right? Yeah, the Zendaya. Yeah. Okay. But I've got her like a three quarter length trench, you know, snazzy boots, actual jeans. Um, I had to dye these jeans to get them, you know, this color. And then like a little bag, just got a flashlight, a gun, and a badge. And she's going to hang out with my Gordon. Nice. So, you got to get her like a tiny bottle of whiskey, too. Right. Uh, and, oh. and, the, and the two women necklace. Although I think now in canon, it's been burned onto her chest unless they took right. that away. Yeah. Yeah. I know what I I know what I want for my custom action figure. Yeah. Uh, the Tessa Thompson Valkyrie from Thor Ragnarok. Yes. She's got a bitch in a set of armor. Did they? Did they, they make, make one, of those? one? They made one, but it ain't that great. I, it's I, not that good. All right. Yeah. Well, the second one is better. They made two. The first one you wouldn't like. The second one you would like the face, but maybe not the armor. Don't know. Mm. Mm. I'll have to I'll, look into that. And I would. Second, uh, second place would be Wonder Woman, with the uh, with her metal armor. Ooh! Like in 1984, a la. Um, oh, the screaming chicken. Kingdom, um, Kingdom Come, the screaming chicken. Yeah. <laughs> you forget it was called that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just uh... cool. Although speaking of which, you know what I wish they had done and they never did because DC is still bad at making money when it comes to action figures? They should have done like a five or six, like whatever, six inch scale action figure set of all the Amazons you see in Themyscira. So, That's a lot. Uh, I would have taken it. Huh? I would have taken that. Yeah, and like put them in like a really nice box set that you'd only get like at a comic book shop. So like like you open it up and it's like fucking Greek columns and they're all in their poses already. I, I know for sure I wanted uh, I wanted an action figure of uh, old girl, the sister that was in, in Wonder Woman, Anne Wolf. You know her? Uh, she's the one. She's the other trainer, right? Yes. All right. So you know she's you an know actual. 
Yeah, well, I think I've read, like, she was a, was she a weightlifter or a boxer? No, she's a, she's a boxer, a champion yeah. boxer. <laughs> and she's a, she's oh, a, yeah. the boxing coach, she will knock you out, son. She looks yeah. like she would knock you out. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the toughest person on the set. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'd like. That'd be, oh, man, that would have been cool. Right? They could still make money off that. They could they could do that now and it would still sell. Maybe I'll make her. Yeah. All right. Now I now I'm just thinking of different characters that I want now. You know what they've never made a good action figure of? Mm-hmm. And I want it with like all her tricks, all her guns, everything. I want a really good Amanda Waller figure. That you know what? Me too, man. Me too. And like base it off Viola Davis because for as flawed as Suicide Squad was she is scary in that movie. Yeah, as the wall? As the wall, yeah. Yeah, she is. You know, like, man, Viola Davis got to be fucking in general. Right, no. <laughs> so. I still remember how much I nerded out when fucking Amanda Waller showed up in Smallville. Mm. Um, Because it was Pam Greer. She puts, yeah, so she, she's in the background and like these villains show up to Smallville and one of them is like the Smallville version of uh, the male Killer Frost. And of course, like they fail because they're taking on Superman and the final like pre-credit scene is Amanda Waller like walking into the cell and he's like, well, I tried, I did what you wanted. And she's like, yeah, but you failed and just plugs him in the head and says, welcome to Suicide Squad. Credits. I'm like, What? What? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda Waller, the only character to make Batman flinch. True that. <laughs> the wall. Okay, I know I know one one last positive thing that we can end on as we uh as we sign off. Yeah. Uh this week the week's blackout is supposed to be about giving uh, black voices an opportunity to be heard and not get drowned out in algorithms. So um, if everyone has something from a person of color, an, like an artist, podcasters, movie, TV shows, whatever, that they want to encourage people to enjoy this week? Uh-huh. I can start if you want. Go for it. I think mine would be to check out uh, and support slash follow uh, this amazing woman in New York who we've interviewed for the show before at last year's Rose City Comic Con. Her name is Robin. She is the founder and leader of Geek Girl Strong. And it's uh, it's all about, she's like a wellness educator, but she's also a huge geek. She recently had a really great um, kind of collaborative thing with Marvel's Make Me a Hero. So oh. she is. So she's okay. like legit, uh, you know, in in the nerd community with a wide variety of nerdy interests, and she brings all of that into teaching you how to have like a healthy and a fit life. And she's a person of color. Oh, okay. And we she's can, amazing. Just period. Can, I like that. Aaron, you want to go next? I'll go right. So first. Uh, yeah, I got. I'm gonna bring it up here. Um. It's not something that he has just done. But let me, sorry. Uh, uh, damn it. I'm familiar with that. Huh? No. <laughs> oh, here it is. So um, I've been listening 
I didn't realize I've actually been reading this guy longer than I've been listening to him. But one of the things I enjoy on um, Fat Man Beyond, Kevin Smith's podcast, is his co-host, Mark Bernardin. Oh, yeah. Uh, used to work for Entertainment Weekly, and is now he's worked on, like, Treadstone. He worked on the first season of Castle Rock. Uh, he's a you know African-American writer, and he's, his insights are great. Like, I love hearing him talk and break down story and stuff in between Kevin's, like, stoned coughing and laughing. Um, <laughs> But he put together, and this is, it's it's not related to uh, like the, the protesting that's happening right now, but it's still a, a charity that's helping people out. It's helping with uh, the No Kid Hungry program. He put together something called the Plague Nerdologues, where he got celebrities that he knows to give monologues of other famous scenes. So like, he got like Jonathan Frakes to do the Kirk, the Spock eulogy at the end of Wrath of Khan. Wow. Um, so, uh, like, a lot of stuff like that. Like, Phil, um, oh, man, he got Phil Lamar as Samurai Jack to do, um, I don't remember what the speech was, but, like, that's what a lot of it is he's been doing. And you, it's like a, you can donate for, like, $10, and you'll get, like, an hour or so of these actors and actresses doing these like iconic scenes that we can all quote like crazy, but performing them themselves. So nice. it's pretty cool. And it's something he put together by using his influence as a creator uh, and then trying to, you know, raise money for other, other charities that way. So it's pretty fun. The plague nerdologues. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Um, I've got a quick, I got a quick list of uh, some people I like to, like the pub. Um, first, I want to talk about this young brother in PDX named Stephen Christian. And he's a newcomer on the comic scene. And he's been putting out a lot of like black images. And like sometimes he does original creations. He's got his own little comic. Um, but he also does like uh, art that has uh, black versions of other popular characters. And you can get stickers and like his art book for it. And you'll see him at Rose City if we ever have one again. And uh, but more importantly, I want people to keep an eye on this young man because he is quite innovative. Um, I haven't seen him in a while, but he has, uh, for his, his independent comic, he has an interactive app that he oh, made wow. up. Right. So that things jump off the page. And like, there are other people that tried to do this in the past, but it wasn't as successful. Whereas this one comes with a soundtrack, other extra images, and all sorts of really cool content just on the app for his book. So Stephen Christian, local PDX kid, keep your eye on him. Uh, follow him on Instagram, whatever. He's also doing tutorials almost every day on Facebook Live uh, while he creates, and it's pretty awesome. What's his name? Stephen Christian. Right. Um, and then I want to give a shout out to Nick Orr, uh, artist. Uh, does a lot of like uh, yeah. oil and water painting. He, he uh, also works over at Books with Pictures, but yeah, I follow art. a lot of his work. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, and he's actually working on putting on his first book, and I, I feel like that's another one people need to keep an eye on. Uh, and then also, uh, artist Ray Johnson, known as Hardline Ray on Instagram, mm -hmm. just put out an amazing uh, watercolor piece of George Floyd. Oh that, wow. It's it's really beautiful. It's respectful, and it is just. Oh, that's gorgeous! I've seen this. Yeah, I saw a, this. It's getting around already. Like, um, 
again, these are local PDX weathers and, and I want them to get the recognition they deserve. And then uh, uh, last but not least, I'd like to do a little uh, side self pub, if you don't mind. Uh, as you know, my, my homie Keelan King, your homie Keelan King, uh, he is the founder of the group that we're in called Praetorians, mm -hmm. uh, our hip hop group. We uh, released a new song earlier this week called Flames. And, I, and it's, it, it, it's, it's great. <laughs> you can download it on Bandcamp for free. So go check it out. It is very relevant to what is happening this week. And I meant every fucking word I said in it. Yeah. So, uh, you, you guys give it a, give it a, uh, a shot. I'm glad well, you shared that because I had not, uh, I had not <clears throat> seen that you had released something new. Yeah. We kind of just like, you know, talked real quick and was just like, hey, let's put this out today. Yeah. 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 And sometimes the media sites, the social media sites will kind of bury that kind of stuff because they'll treat it like a money banking thing. Exactly. And big shout out to my <laughs> own boy, Scoob, to Mon Clark back in Chicago, the third Praetorian. We, would, we couldn't do this without you, brother. Got to get you guys all back together again, like in one spot. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Maybe when we can fly again. Right. Well, that way we can watch Keelan kill uh, Greg Nibbler over and over again. Oh, yeah, that's always good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, we should probably, this seems like as, as good a place as we can to, to kind of wrap stuff up here. But, uh, and Sean, thanks for, thanks for popping on, man. I know that wasn't yeah, always thank the easiest you. thing. You're welcome. But you know, now leave them the fuck alone, everybody. <laughs> yeah. People can find me under Sean Wynn if you have any legitimate questions for me. Right. Legitimate uh, questions. Right. Especially about action figures. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that. <laughs> Before I wrap, now I'm just having that moment. Uh, was it your bachelor party, Sean? Oh, where we made the G.I. Joe's? Well, we made the GI Joes, but we had that comment because it was like it was like a, you had like a poker tournament. Yeah. And I remember that like someone had brought someone had bought the Black Series Tie Fighter. Oh yeah. And brought it to the bachelor party, and everyone's just losing their mind. And I think Sean made the comment of like, you know, this is a nerd bachelor party when no one gives a crap about strippers, but someone brings out the Black Series Tie Fighter, and we all just cream our shorts We're like, oh, look at it. <laughs> That's the sexiest thing ever. <laughs> oh, that was good times. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think we're going to wrap up the show. We'll be back next week. Uh, we might have an interview next week if we can confirm the time. Oh. Uh, I, I do believe we'll be chatting with uh, Mimi next week. Ah, okay. Good to know. Yes. Uh, because I, I have a rebooking to do. Uh sure. Oh, yes. Don't book it for next week. We'll talk about that offline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not going to do the fancy sign off. So I, I'm Aaron. Please uh, listen and be kind to each other. I'm being donate, protest, listen to your people of color friends. Yeah. I'm Sean Wynn, a.k.a. Serious Black on Twitter. I got, I got stuff to say. Check me out. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well. See everybody next week. Right, thank you. Thanks, man.